Put that coffee down. That's a clown question, bro. Here we are, bonus pod, Houston edition. The Astros fall in game seven. Uh, Quick audio disclaimer, Uh, Lance is, well, in addition to being angry, he's at home on his snowball mic, so uh, audio quality might be a little scratchy, but we'll try to take care of that in post. But um, let's let's just dive right in, dude. I, I feel like for sake of not going uh, too crazy and off the wall, we should kind of break this up because we got a lot to get to it. We got the offense. We got Bregman and Yuli. We've got, um, you know, we've got Altuve turning into Chuck Knobloch. We've got, uh, we just, we have a lot to break down. So yeah, I guess let's, let's start with, um, let's start with just today's game. Okay. And the guy is, we know the professor, Charlie Morton comes out and just slices and dices through our lineup. Yeah, it took two innings to know that it was going to be problems. I mean, you know, once you could see that it was that Charlie Morton, you know, it was, it was not game two Charlie Morton. It was it was this Charlie Morton, the one that some people call Charlie fucking Morton. When it was that CFM, it was, yeah. I mean, you knew, oh, my gosh. There's really not going to, you know, you're going to have to have an error at some point, which doesn't happen for them. They don't make errors. The Rays don't. No. So he was throwing his fastball for strikes. You just, he was never getting behind an account. And I think early on the Astros realized, crap, if he's going to get ahead in the count, we're dead. So they started swinging early. I mean, so they tried. He to- was ahead in every count. I, yeah. Every time I looked up, it was it was one and two or oh. He was and two. not throwing every balls. Time. He was not throwing balls, and so the Astros. I mean, I don't blame them. They tried to switch gears and said, "Okay, Charlie's on. Let's try to get you know. Let's not let him get a first pitch strike on us. If a good pitch is there, let's try to hit him because you're not going to get it at oh two. You're not going to get it at one two. And all that did was just play into his hands because they they had soft contact. And then he's sitting there at like 49 pitches through the first five innings. And, you know, and I, and this is the weird thing. I couldn't even really, it was three to nothing. It felt like six or seven to nothing at that particular yep. point. And I wasn't even mad because it was Charlie Morton. Like I have, I know you do too. No, no, I no, no, a, no. It was Charlie fucking Morton. It was. Well, yeah, we got to differentiate because <laughs> that guy's no fun. Yeah. And uh, no. I, I like I couldn't even be mad because no. that's who it was. It was CFM, and I knew, you know, like that that guy brought me joy. That guy helped yep. win a game seven. I know what he's about. I wanted him to stay in Astro. They just didn't pay him, and he moved on. And other people on Twitter were saying the same thing. Like, you know, I, I can't even be mad at Charlie. Now, a strange thing happened. Kevin Cash, for whatever reason – decided to pull him out of the game that literally opened up the door of possibilities and it opened my heart to hate again. Well, I mean, he definitely came in with an early hook. I was like, this has the potential. I texted you immediately. I think I said, Kevin just cashed himself, but I I feel like he had the, that, that was either going to be like pan out for him, or that was going to be something he was never for the rest of his career going to let down. Exactly. If it with, we had runners on the corners and of course, fucking Yuli at the plate. So, and he did what he's done all 
goddamn series, which is ground into a double play in the same fucking spot, literally hits the ball into a double play in the same part of the field. It's every always fucking going to be time. a third, ba- a grounder to third. I mean, if I mean he's going to hit it on the ground, it's a, if I were shifting, I would shift everything. Here's where I would shift. I'd put the third baseman on the line. I'd put the shortstop four feet from him, and I'd put the second baseman three feet from him. And that's all you need. You don't have to be anywhere I mean, near second base because he's never going to hit it back up the middle, it seems like. Now, I do give him credit. He did hit get a hit in the last inning. Yeah, right he got it in the ninth. But that was, yeah. you know, I mean, he had it's late, dude. A, a it's fly too late. Ball he had too many opportunities. A right, a fly yes, ball yes. scores a run in that spot. Um, I think the other thing, though, that made it frustrating to watch Lance was that you watched him, you watched Morton deal, but at the same time, from the first pitch, McCullers just not himself. I mean, just from the literally the first pitch hits a batter, and then he's he's shaking off Maldonado, who, in my opinion, Maldonado, and we can get into this, is the MVP of this team right now. Maldonado and Correa are the leaders of this team. Hands down, no question, those two guys, MVPs of this team. Maldonado has managed to get us back into this series behind that plate with young pitching staff. Why are you shaking him off, dude? Don't shake him off. No, and he's why are you shaking him. him off? And why are you, why are you throwing a fastball to a hitter that every time we throw a fastball, he grooves it into the upper deck. What the fuck? He's literally the hottest hitter in the game. And we're not, he's not just hot, like getting base hits. He's hot, like smashing it to the back of the stadium. Hot. And everybody who's tried to get him out with a fastball has had trouble. Lost. Yeah. No, they've lost. You're not gonna <laughs> I mean, you've seen crazy. every time every time he strikes out, it's when you're throwing, you know, you're 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 throwing a, a bouncing curveball up to the plate. That's how you get him out. You know, you get ahead of him and then you you know, you gotta throw him a bouncer up to the plate. You can't give in to him. See, that's where Grinky, there's a difference between Grinky and McCullers, um, to an extent. And, and I saw Paredes try to throw him a fastball too. You just can't throw one to him in that spot. And if you do, you got to miss low and outside, um, high and outside. But you can't. You can't. You really have to be careful about throwing him a fastball. It's all, at all. ego. And if you walk him, it's all you walk ego. Him. I get that you don't right. want to have two on, nobody out. But you can't let him keep beating you. You can't just give in to him. And guys nowadays hit. It, they can hit 97, 98. They can hit it. Oh, yeah. It's not, it, no, no longer are the days where 97 and 98 burns past a guy. They can hit that. Now, if they know There's it's coming. 15 yeah. home runs. They've hit 15 home runs in the postseason over 97 miles an hour. So, like, guys now can hit that, can hit that speed. It was that, but that in particular is what made it. We just, we got in the hole early and then we had our opportunities. We had two guys on for Yuli. Obviously, did what he does, which is ground into a double play. We had two guys on for Bregman. Every time that motherfucker walked to the plate, you thought yeah. maybe this, this is, is when he turns it on. Maybe this is it. No, he's Morgan Innsberg. It's not it. He's fucked. He's he's fucked. So he had yeah, like I, I seriously think thing in the postseason. Let's not act like Bregman's never done anything in the postseason. I'm not saying that. I'm saying right now. Right now, let me ask you a question. Was mind fucked. Right. I want to. I want to ask you this question. Um, and this is what, to me, ultimately, is why you just weren't going to be able to win this series. 
at any point over the last three years, you could have said, okay, who are the two guys you would most like to have up in a close and late situation with the bases loaded? And despite Altuve, despite Correa, despite Springer, there's a decent chance you would have said Bregman and Yuli. Because Yuli no, is a, one of the great all-time bases loaded hitters in baseball history. And, he, he and Bregman's led. been money. Yeah. Like, but they're so bad in this postseason, it's just unfathomable. Unfathomable. Yeah. There we go. Unfathomable. Yuli led the team. Yuli led the team. Uh, batting average with running and scoring position last season. He he was you did not want to see what, like if you're an opposing pitcher, no. you do not want to see him you when you got guys do. on. You know what he leads the lead. And, you know what he leads the team in this year. What's that? What grounding into double plays? GIDP. Yeah, GIDP. I will say this though, and this is with Yuli. He's so good at first, and in Altuve. I mean, good gracious, man. I mean, the throws that Yuli Yuli bailed him out a couple times. It to he bailed him out today. Today and yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. I mean, good gracious. So he's doing his part at first base, but dude, it was really tough. And he and he walked he walked a couple times the other day. You know, you thought maybe here and we can leave Bregman for a second because we've got a lot to talk about. But when Bregman was up at the beginning of the game. Morton came real tight inside on the first pitch. Then he came tight on the second time. I I was like, dude, throw your shoulder in this thing. Get hit. Like this might be you getting hit and getting on base might be what you need. I was I praying that he just dropped his elbow into one and got absolutely rocked by a pitch and got on first base because I, I like. It, it, there, there was nothing that guy could do. It. He was swinging at bad pitches, watching good pitches go by him. It really was. It, it was so frustrating to watch. Um, Altuve, what happened? Is I mean, this is uh, so. This is a huge concern to me because he really didn't hit for the longest stretch that we've ever seen. He he was not a good hitter this year. He did. He had one stretch where he got a little hot for a very short period of time. And granted, I, I understand that it was you know, a truncated season and, and we get it pandemic, but we're talking about a 60 game season where this guy just didn't look the same. Now, all of a sudden he catches fire in the postseason. but that tells me, Mm -hmm. okay, then there might've been something mental going on with him. Now we get to the postseason, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, he can't throw the ball. And there's another mental thing. And we've seen this before with guys and it's hard once this gets into your head, it's a great thing the season's over right now. Because if it wasn't, if we if we're on game number, you know, let's call it game number seventy five of the year, and you still have half the season to go, that guy would be in big trouble. Because we've seen Steve. If you go historically, Mackie Sasser, Steve Sachs, Rich Ankeel, Chuck Knobloch, this stuff just doesn't go away. Typically, it's very hard. Steve Sachs eventually got out of it, but it is a really hard habit to break because it's in your head. And this kind of bothers me that that Jose Altuve, it was in his head this year as a hitter. And I and and I attributed that to him really pressing because he wanted to show everybody there was no such thing as buzzers. And we know he barely, based on you know the website that counted up all the trash can bangs and all that, that Jose Altuve used it like 2.7% of the time, which is one of the lowest on a team. But now you throw in 
a throwing issue, which is clearly mental. And I'm starting to worry about his psyche, like the hitting and the pitch hitting and the throwing have become issues for him mentally in 2020. This is something we had never seen before. I'm a little concerned moving forward and he's under contract. And guess what? So is Yuli. So is Yuli. That's what I was. That's what I was going to say. The right side of your infield is not going anywhere. So you can be as concerned as you want. But next year, when they take the field, Yuli's going to be at first, and he's going to be at second. So let's talk about. uh, Let's talk about who might not be there. And I think that's one of the reasons this one. Even though you and I, and I think most Astro fans, when the playoffs started this year, would not have put us in the World Series. Let's let's be honest. I mean, we would not have put us in the World Series Um, at three zero. You know, you and I were going to have this, this, uh, you know, pod three days ago. And then I said, well, let's hold off a day. Well, two days ago, let's hold off a day. They teased us. They teased us. But ultimately, this this wasn't a championship team. It surely didn't look like it. No. Um, the last three games, they, listen, man, they were clutch and they hit and they, they had really, you know, some great young pitchers. But um, I think one of the reasons that makes this really, really kind of, sad if you will is because this was probably the last of like you know this Astros era um this was the last time this team's gonna look very very different um Springer Brantley Reddick um what are, uh, what are your you thoughts you might as well throw man? in Justin Verlander too Verlander's done but yeah, he's Verlander's not even I don't even Astro. picture yeah he's yeah, done as an sure. Astro he's done as a pitcher I think he's yeah I think we've seen our last George Springer and and um uh, you know, Brantley, Reddick, whatever. Uh, that's fine. I mean, woo. Okay, there you go. Um, no, I disagree. I disagree. I, like I think Red. I, 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 no, no, no. I, we're not going to. I, it's not somebody that's on the forefront of my mind to keep, but, but I like Reddick's a, a gold glove right fielder. Woo. Like the guy has made some great plays out there. Yeah. Uh, yes. Is it going to, is he the end of the world if he leaves? No. no. Tucker's there. It, it was, that's fine. Tucker's there. Um, you know, Jordan, God willing, the guy can stay healthy, uh, you know, is in the outfield, but, but you really don't think Springer's coming back. Nope. I think Springer is done. Uh, Springer and his wife have put the house up for sale. They're going to move back to the East coast. That doesn't mean that he can't come back and play for the Astros, but this may be his chance to just get away from the organization. Maybe he wants a fresh start after all the stuff that happened. Um, maybe it's a situation where he wants to get paid 25 million a year and the Astros just say, we just can't. I mean, it's just not smart to give you a, a six-year deal at $25 million, and, and it wouldn't be smart at all. I mean, what would be yeah. smart is giving them a four-year deal, but that's not realistic. Um, somebody's going to overpay. Somebody's going to give them too many years, and that team may very well be the Mets. And, you know, George is, is from uh, Connecticut. I just – maybe the Red Sox would go after him. I don't know, but I know this – I don't think when you look at the the amount of money the Astros are going to have to to spend. Now, I'm assuming Brantley's gone because Brantley and Reddick are close. Brantley's also put his house on the market. Um, I think I think Brantley's gone because somebody's going to offer him a three year deal. Um, you know, who knows? Maybe it's sixteen million a year, something like that. Which he's had injury issues in the past. That guy's just been such a great hitter. I've really taken a Michael yeah. Brantley. I don't know how you couldn't. He's I love been him. so unbelievable. I, clutch. And he's so good at the plate. I mean, he's well, so good you, to watch. Don't you play. feel like now with the young pitchers stepping up the way they did, yes. that if you were ever going to do something, that now you would say, okay, if you're not going to be able to hang on to Springer, hang on to Brantley. Hang on to Brantley and make a run at Carlos Correa in the offseason to extend him. Um, 
Reddick's gone. You know that money will come off of uh, off of the the payroll. Um, Justin Verlander uh, insurance is going to pick up a big chunk of that. I would assume you still have to pay Zach Grinky, but I don't know. I mean, just to think that Springer and Brantley, you're taking you know hitter one and hitter three out of your lineup. Hitter one, hitter two, what whatever you know, in whatever area you've got Brantley. I, I get that Preston Tucker's come on. I also get. I mean, Kyle Tucker. His name I is also Kyle Tucker. Yeah, not press. I get that Kyle Tucker's come on. I get that Jordan will be back next year. That's great. That's awesome. But I just feel like you kind of – I'd like to see one of those two guys stay. Correa, for me, is a tougher conversation for us to have. But So I want to I want to, I want to get to Car- – Carlos deserves his own section of the podcast. So I want to kind of yeah. finish up with this. I just don't think you're going to be able to pay Springer what Springer wants – and if that's the case, I would do whatever it took to get Brantley over the course of a two or three year deal. But if he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't want to do it. So I'm I'm with you on Springer, and he's going to be a tough loss because he really he really was kind of he's, for that period the, heartbeat. the face. Yeah, he's, he's the, the heartbeat. heartbeat the he, you know, we we went as he went, um, and and he really was. He was he was the life of the party uh, for that team. I I think one thing to keep in mind as Astros fans that we have to remember is that a lot of these guys might be making decisions and you touched on it. They they're ready to to maybe get get off of that Astros stink. And the Astros stink is still going to be there next year. Um with yeah. fans in the stands for the first time and it's going to be a while before they can you know, kind of rid themselves of that. And that's going to play in the minds of a lot of these fans. And so I, I think I, I'm kind of with you there. I think they've got to prioritize between Springer and Correa because their money's going to have to only go to one of those guys. Right. If I had to make the decision based on, and I know this is recency bias because we just watched it, but right. based on what I've seen defensively and offensively, I would make that decision with Correa. I would I would pay Correa to stay. I know he wants to go to New York and and there's talk of that, but if you can shore that infield up and you can have Bregman third, Correa Altuve, Yuli. I mean that's and and Correa offensively, um that to me would be where I where I'd put my money. Um so and I try to shore him up. It, it is tough and and that's this is why Carlos Correa is tricky, okay? We're coming off a series where Carlos Correa not only had a couple of walk-off home runs, he's done it in the past too. In the playoffs, Carlos Correa steps up. Uh, He's going to get paid. He had what I can say. He is a brilliant shortstop defensively. He's got – we see the flashes of power, especially in in the postseason. We saw what I consider to be an iconic moment yesterday for him where he went, got in between Diaz and Fromber, and then he came back and he just got in Fromber's ass and said, this is the time, you know, you got to step up. This is not about you and him and yada, yada. And he showed this great leadership. He did it today when he called, you know, kind of went to the mound and and, and visited with Paredes. And you saw that, uh, yeah, it was uh, Anoli Paredes. And you saw Garrett Stubbs come to the mound. He didn't have anything to say. That was Carlos. No, he didn't. Called that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Carlos yeah. called that mound Stubbs visit. is like, oh, sh- oh, shit. I think I need yeah, to go I out there. Go out there too, yeah. And so <laughs> Carlos, like, man, leadership. You talked about his defense and you talked about the way he hit. But his leadership, 
this is Carlos's team now. And this is Carlos. So you're losing a heartbeat in George Springer potentially. Now you're going to lose the potential leader of the team. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty devastating. I don't and, think uh, you can. I don't think you can. I think I you've got to try to keep him. Well, but but here here is the problem. If you're looking at this realistically, if you're looking at this through the eyes of an analytics group or somebody who who pays attention to the facts and not emotion, and that's been the Astros in the past. The argument you make is that okay. Carlos was healthy in a 60 game season, but let's go look at his, you know, his track record over the years. That's a problem. Well, Carlos is hitting home runs in the postseason, but let's go take a look at his home run total in the regular season of any given year. This year, he got off to a hot start and then his OPS was in the 700s. Like, you know, when is it for Carlos going to be 162 games of being this badass? Now, you know, I'm saying this is what this is kind of devil's advocate that. We're Carlos. Carlos, but when I, does it Granado, matter, Lance? When does it land? When does it matter? It doesn't matter. I don't care about the regular season. If we're making the playoffs, that's when I want my guys to step up. When it yeah, matters, but you most. don't pay a guy thirty million dollars to not get it done in the first in, in the one. Oh, it's not like he's not, dude. His defense was so good this year. Yeah, no, his totally. defense was unbelievable. But there's not good defensive players. You don't you don't get that kind of money for being a glove man. You're a Batman if you get that. No but, question. But. But he's both, and he's shown that over the course of the playoffs this year and over in the, the playoffs. Yeah, always in the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. I love it. The question is, what do you think he's worth in the open market? You know, Granado had him pegged way lower than I did. I said, dude, he's going to go way higher than that. And then once he started hitting in the postseason, Granado changed his tune. Uh, I mean, and started real twenty four, I mean, twenty five. Yeah, it, it's over twenty million. I mean, I've got him. But the I've got him at twenty four. Say that. The numbers don't say twenty-four million. There's nothing you can find in his career where you say twenty-four million a year in the first one sixty-two. But that's a that's a problem. Is dude in the playoffs? It's it's like this is a he's a demon. It's I, how do you, how do you play without him? How do you not have Carlos Correa? This is going to hurt my heart if you lose Carlos Correa and George Springer. You know, well, Verlander or whatever, he's not homegrown. I, yeah. I Well, the other thing about Verlander is, is I, I got to say, like, over the course of these playoffs, I, I gained a lot more confidence in our young pitchers. And we've got Same. guys that we've got guys that can deal. I mean, Christian Javier looked good. Paredes looked good. Brooks Raley looked good. Fromber Valdez Fromber like is a turning into beast out there. Fromber uh, is Granky an emerging is, talent. Granky is an artist. Um, we've got got there was times where Scrub looked good out there. Um, I agree. And so I, I'm actually and, and I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth because I would have thought it was going to be the pitching that let us down, not the hitting. But um, I actually, in terms of our staff, I'm less concerned. Now you can go back also and look at history. Bullpens ebb and flow, and they are, you know, we're going to have to have some of these guys who are in our bullpen right now come out and be starters, and we're going to have to have, you know, other guys fill in. And and bullpen guys are constantly ebbing and flowing. So, so who knows if that'll translate to next year? But I am less concerned with the staff. And Verlander, to be honest with you, as I am, the the bats, the lineup, what that's going to look like. You 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 know you're getting Jordan back. I don't know whether he's a DH or not. Um, 
I'm with you. I think if you can somehow sign Brantley to a three-year deal, I think he's just a really good guy to have in that clubhouse, to be honest with you. He kind of reminds me of the veteran, you know, when we had Carlos Beltran in that clubhouse, um, when we had um, McCann in that clubhouse. I I would love to have Brantley in that clubhouse because we're getting younger after this year. Well, but, you know, the thing is, he's tight with George, too. So that's something to keep your eyes on as well. Well, they're he and not George fucking Springer roommates. I mean, well, you know. kind of, maybe. They were in the same neighborhood, like on the same street, I heard. So I'm like, well, hey, guys, was- I hope you're putting your house on the market because you're going to go go buy something together here in Houston. And you're going to get out of wherever you are, new territory or wherever you are, and just move in closer to the park. That's what I'm hoping they do. You know, you look at this, though. Fromber, Fromber looks really Really, he looks good. Really is looking like yeah. you know he was looking like he's your number um, two. He's your two behind Granky. Like, yeah, I mean he had like a Tom Glavin thing going out there. Fromber or Kitty? Oh, Fromber's the one, dude. You're gonna make Granky okay, the one. Granky's well, like the I like Granky. Well, no, here's what I, it looks I like. I really like Granky. Here's your five. I mean, he's a gamer. I'll give you that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Fromber or Kitty. Uh, Christian Javier, Lance McCullers, and Grinky. That should be your five next year. That's not bad. Yeah. It's it's no, it's I would not have bad at never all. Never guessed that. And then you look at bullpen scrub, Blake yeah. Taylor, Paredes, and then you know Brooks. Beyond there, you have Rayleigh is starting to you know. Yeah, have, and, and and we have guys and we've got guys that were injured. I mean, don't forget about you know Osuna was injured. I'm not going to say Devo, but Osuna was out and injured. You had um, Peacock. Uh, you had Joe Smith, Joe Smith opted out. Joe Smith, Joe Smith opted out because he's a pussy. So you had a <laughs> lot of guys that were out. Um, you had a lot of guys, you know, you lost your rookie of the year um, in yeah. Jordan. But in terms of the staff, you lost a lot of guys. Their arms, arms do not concern me as much. And by the way, Paredes looks like a kind of guy. This was a tough situation because, by the way, playing day after like five days, seven days yeah, in a row, insane. coming off of five days in a row, it's it's fucking. They insane. should not have done so, that stupid bullshit. No, like honestly, now you're. It, this it was is terrible. Even impact. I know the Astros aren't going to the World Series, but this is going to impact the World Series potentially. You got to give them a break after Game Four. Yeah, you got to give them it's one crazy. day. That was ridiculous. It's crazy. Well, one day is going to throw off the whole World Series. I mean, come on, what are y'all talking about? This, this was dumb to do it this way. I uh, I totally agree. I think that in a normal situation, the series looks very, very different. But I really like Anoli Paredes. I think he's a guy yeah. that can come in and give you three, so, four. I mean, that guy. He when he is when he is like firing. I mean, he's got an arm like a wingspan. It's like ten feet. I mean, he's like a noodle arm. He's, he's got a whip. Firing. Yeah. So here's the thing. He's a thrower. He doesn't know how to pitch yet. And so sometimes he'll get you know groove that little flat fastball he has. I think once Brent Brent Strom has a lot more time to work with him and get with him. And by the way, that's where I think your comments about um, uh, Machete Maldonado was yeah. so on point. His ability to handle pitchers, study hitters, know what oh, to throw. I, I think he I think he was really really good. And I think and, once and you let's have, not also forget. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, I was just I've saying. I've something once, to say about Machete. Yeah, once once Strom gets with, 
Paredes and really works with them where he trusts some type of off-speed pitch. Knowing the Astros, it probably won't be a change. It's probably going to be, you know, a, a sharp sinker. He's got a sinker. I mean, he's got a, a slider, rather, that has some bite to it. But he's got to get to where he trusts that a lot more, where he can throw that as an out pitch and people can't just sit on his fastball. Once he learns to stay down with his fastball and really move it, you know, kind of move it from side to side, up and down, change levels. And I I think he needs work on his second pitch and maybe throwing a third pitch. He's got closer stuff. I mean, it, this is a guy oh, who has closer sure. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, what I was going to just add about Maldonado, in addition to being just an absolute beast behind the plate with all these guys, and like you said, getting in their ear when he needed to, you know, all of it. His bunt might have been the play of the series, which he laid down to perfection, and he was always a rally starter. Today, rally starter with the walk. Um, he just, he always finds a way in that nine spot to be productive. Um, he hit some key home runs this year that kept us or won games. Um, I, yeah, dude, I can't say enough about Maldonado. I mean, honestly, He's been fantastic. Yeah. You know, honestly, it's just two guys. It was Yuli and Bregman. And I'm not trying to, I, I hate to be that guy who says, well, if it wasn't for this guy or these two guys, I mean, but the fact but it is was. the other guys really stepped up and had hits. Yeah. It just seems like, Julian Bregman had so many opportunities with runners in scoring position. And here's the thing. And this is the, Lance, the sad. They're in the four. They're like in the five and six hole. Of course I know. They did. I mean, I mean, they should, they should always have those opportunities. They should have delivered a little Fuck. bit more, but here's the, here's the terrible thing. The Astros probably outplayed the Rays in five of the seven games, but the yeah. Rays came up with clutch plays when the Astros made a mistake, the Rays capitalized, but you know, this is the other reality. Lance McCullers had a really good second start or had a really good second start other than, and then it was Altuve's error. And then he gives up, you know, the afternoon fly ball that turned into a home run and, you know, got, they got in trouble there. That was just one three run homer that they, they weren't going to be able to overcome there, but the bullpen, they won a bullpen game. I gave them zero chance of winning a bullpen game. And if Carlos Correa doesn't pull a home run out of his ass and they have to throw Urquidy, you know, uh, after that, then the, the, the Astros might have been able to win because Urquidy probably would have been dealing, but he would have been on a very short rest and wouldn't have been there for game six then. So um, I give the bullpen credit. I mean, the bullpen – Josh James gave up a home run that game, but the bullpen actually hung in. The starters, for the most part, hung in. Even McCullers, when they took him out, probably could have kept going, to be honest with you. This was not this this series was not on the th- this series was not lost by the pitchers. No. No. Period. It wasn't. This series was lost by by our bats and the untimely uh, or not not timely hits when we had opportunities and two guys who we rely on in our lineup to come through being completely, completely absent. And that's really what it came down to. And I think you can put it on that. I mean, at the end of the day, you can put it on that because, and I'll be the first, by the way, on this microphone to say, because people that listen to the podcast or have heard me on your radio show, I there's nobody I rode harder than Tucker. And he had a phenomenal year. He, he came did. through with great, really good hitting, uh, timely hitting, uh, and and the guy the guy delivered. And 
thank God, because, you know, he's going to be our everyday guy next year. It, it really has looked too big for him. The other, the other opportunities he's had, it's looked too big. This year is the first time where he knows he belongs. He played like he belongs and he's turned a corner. Like, I'm not worried about him anymore. He's turned a corner, and I feel good about him moving forward. I really do. I don't feel bad about it. I well, think the swing is sweeter. I think he, he showed an ability yep. to go to all fields. Um, I, this is the reason why the Astros didn't want to trade him at any point, why he was, quote-unquote, yeah. untouchable. Yeah, and, I, and I'll, I'll give him that. All right, so before we go, you, you gave me your starting lineup for next year in terms of our starting five pitchers. Uh, let's just go through the infield really quick. Third base is Bregman. Yep. Uh, who do you have at short? Carlos. Carlos. Who's at second? Uh, Altuve. First is okay. Still first Uli. is Yuli. Okay. And then where? Who's in your outfield? Well, so that's going to be a little trickier. Um, Jordan is going to be DH. Shit. I mean, I, I think it's going to have to be a free agent. Um, I guess they could maybe make Tucker a center fielder. I don't think Straw. I mean, is Straw ready to to become that guy? Is Aledmus Diaz gonna play out there at a position? I mean, if you no, lose your left fielder, Aledmus is gonna be Aledmus is gonna be your utility guy. Your left center and right fielder are all gonna be gone potentially. Mm. Reddick Springer. Oh and, yes, Reddick Springer Brantley. Yeah, yeah. And well, so Tucker's gonna be there, but you're gonna have Tucker. Yeah, you'll have Tucker out there, but I'm not sure what the rest of it's gonna look like. I think it will have to come through free agency. It's not like you have a deep bench where you just got some right, some you know some some weapons on the bench. So we'll see. We'll see if somebody right. comes up out of the minors. Uh, that's where the areas, you know, that's where they're going to really have to to find some help. Now, if they can hang on to George, if they can hang on to, and who knows, maybe Jim Crane will say, you know what, screw it. Um, I'm hanging on to George. Maybe George doesn't find the going that great in terms of free agency because of his age. Maybe. The Astros pull it off, you know. Maybe they pull it off and keep Springer. Maybe they pull it off and keep Brantley. One of the two. I'd settle for one of the two. If they kept both of them, that would be incredible. Uh, but yeah. but it's. Uh, uh, I think I think your pitching and your infield's okay, but the outfield right now is a big question mark. Other than Tucker, and I feel okay about Tucker. Which is uh, something I'm with well, you. Dude. I never thought I'd say that. By the way, what do you think of Dusty? When it's all said and done, what do you think of Dusty Baker? You know, I, I'm going to judge Dusty on strictly the playoffs because that's when it matters and that's when you're watching every move. Um, and I thought he, I thought he managed really good. I mean, I, there was only, I, I mean, today I thought that I, today I thought that he left uh, Urquidy in there too long. Um, Urquidy's a fly ball pitcher, not a ground ball pitcher. And once you get somebody on first base, I thought he left, I thought he should have gone ahead and gone to Brooks. Or somebody who Josh James even in that situation, somebody oh. that can get you a ground ball double play, but you can't get Urquidy's never going to get you that. He is not that guy, and so I thought he left him in too long, cost him a run on a on a big fly ball sack fly. Uh, but um, other than that, I thought I thought Dusty did a really good job managing the team. I really did. I I, I liked his calls. I really worried that he would be out of step with the with the with the team, but you know the team has matured and grown. Over since 2017, it's not all just the young gun thing. It's, I mean, these are veterans now. They're veterans, and I think they really appreciated Dusty's calming influence. And what was a chaotic year? They didn't hit well. I, I think it really speaks to the fact that they had a young starting starting rotation, 
they had a young bullpen and they had a lineup yeah. that didn't hit all year long. And then when they got to the playoffs, they still won. They still got really, really deep yeah. and really had a great shot at getting to the World Series again for you know the third time in five years. And uh, a lot of that you have to attribute to Dusty. I think Dusty's uh, persona, his his I call him Pawpaw Dusty because he's like somebody's grandpa who you know Pawpaw go out there and have a little catch with you. He'll throw you some ground balls. He doesn't like throwing too many pop flies because it hurts his shoulder. I do think he was a calming influence. I mean, there was not one. There was only, I think they showed a a graphic on the TV, but there was only two guys that hadn't played in a game seven, you know, in that lineup. I mean, there was just, there's just a lot of experience on that team. And that's what you're going to lose a lot of that now. But, uh, you know, um, it was it was a fun season, man. It was a short season, but it was a fun season. And I and I gotta say, like they um, obviously we're kind of a championship or bust team because we're the Astros and we've been there. You know, uh, we've had a lot of success, but uh, they they went further than I thought they they would have. That's for sure. And I'm uh, I'll be excited for April now because it's going to be a different look and a different team, which is kind of exciting to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not excited about it being a different looking team in terms of some of the guys who might be gone, but. Uh, but I do want to know what you're saying. Like it's it's still some of the old, but a lot more new. And the fact that they got me to be pissed off right now and really yeah. just not in a good mood is a testament to the fact that they wrote me back in. I mean, yep. this has been just a snooze of a year. And all of a sudden in the playoffs, it felt exactly like all – I felt the same as 17, 18, 19. It was the exact same feeling for me. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, no, they they really did it. It snuck up on us. Yeah, but uh, it was it was it was fun doing it. It did suck that we didn't we weren't able to do a podcast after any of the wins and any of the excitement, like a podcast after the bomb from Carlos Correa. Where were you when Correa hit his home run? Uh, Let me guess. Well, in I've your been room? In, I'm, no, oh, wait. I'm in Hawaii, so I've the been at the beach, frame, dude. Yeah. You I've hit been the, at the beach, beach when he hit his home run. I've been at the beach every game listening. I haven't watched any of the games. The last three games I've been on the radio. So today for game seven, I turn on the TV and I'm like, well, all right, here I am. Fu- it's game seven. That's the biggest and then fucking idiotic move ever. You're the guy who was wearing the, the blindfold. What is wrong with you? You know that you're not supposed to fuck with the I know mojo. I, have, I know. I know. I have the power. I immediately put my headphones on and had to do a beach, but it was too late. It was too late. It's too late. It was 3-0. Yeah, it was, it was th- three runs, nothing. Wow, I I didn't know. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's all right, Eric, hit stop. Let's let's start recording again. I want to say that it was <laughs> Yuli Bregman and you were the big three losers in this in this series. Wow, oh man, oh, brutal. All right, uh, well. I'm glad we got to do it. I'm glad we got as far as we did. Everybody, now that the baseball season's over, uh, go ahead and download Disney Plus, and uh, you can catch the first three episodes of The Right Stuff, uh, and there'll be wait. a new one every week. I can't wait. So, um, uh, yeah. how, have you been happy with what you've seen so far? Yeah, I think I think one and two are good. Uh, they're a great beginning to the season. I think it really picks up in episode three, and that's where I think we we you know no pun intended take off. Had you uh, seen so it all the before? first three? I have seen it all. Yeah, I actually okay. have not seen the last one, but um, um, but yeah, I have seen up until that one, and um, it's a it's a really 
cool, fun series. No, 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 uh, no, no, no. And I mean, did you know, they release it to you in advance for you to see post yeah, edit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you have. Yeah. 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 Okay. I got you. I got I've you. seen the first seven. Yeah. So um, people, but the, uh, if people but, sign up for Disney Plus, they can uh, on yep, Apple. If you got, uh, if you got TV Disney Plus. Yo, anything you can get it on Roku, Fire. Roku, yeah. You know, you can get it. You can get it on any of your platforms, but uh, I mean, any of your devices. But uh, yeah, you can do the bundle. The you can do Hulu, ESPN, and Disney Plus, all owned by Disney. I think you get memberships to all three of those for like eleven ninety nine a month, which is a really good deal. So you psyched you get like, about this uh, character? I know you've been very excited about this for a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's good, man. My pants are high, hiked high. My hair is slicked back, and uh, you know. I, I don't relax much in this show and I get, I get, I get into some people's asses. Yeah. You spent some time in I the sixties. Yeah. Yeah. You spent some time uh, in the sixties uh, as an actor. Yeah. And I've got, uh, yeah, man, I've got some good news for you off the air that we'll talk about soon. Okay. Uh, but for now let's, uh, let's everybody go to Disney plus and check out the right stuff. It's good. We'll do it. Thanks. All right, man. Uh, till April. I'll ta- I'll see you on Monday. New podcast coming out.